The Bloody Elbow Podcast Network is moving. That's right. We're moving from SoundCloud and YouTube to Substack. It will still be available through your current iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher subscriptions, but the main home of the Bloody Elbow Podcast Network will now be on Substack. While most of our audio content will remain free, we'll be asking listeners to please get a paid subscription to support the shows, which are now ad-free. Please give us your email and we'll send you notices and summaries of every new episode. Become a paid subscriber and get bonus segments only available to those who've pledged their support. Sign up at bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com today. Bloody Elbow presents Care Don't Care, the show that determines the most and least interesting fights on upcoming UFC events and sometimes strays outside of MMA into general pop culture. Here are your hosts, Steffi Haynes, John S. Nash, and Eugene S. Robinson. Welcome back to another episode of Care Don't Care, the show that previews the week's upcoming UFC events by determining which fights are hot and which fights are not. I'm Steffi Haynes, and I'm joined by Eugene S. Robinson, author of Fight, Everything You Ever Wanted to Know About Ass-Kicking, But We're Afraid You Get Your Ass Kicked for Asking, and host of the Show Stomper podcast, co-host of the If the Shoe Fits podcast, owner and operator of the Eugene S. Robinson Substack, and the brand new Bad Boss Brief. Now, normally John Nash would be here, but he is still taking care of business back home with his family. He'll get here when he can. Um, Right now, we're going to be looking forward to the UFC Fight Night Vegas Holland versus Arnold card. And the reason why I titled it as such is because this one isn't a typical Vegas card. It is not happening at the Apex Center. It is happening at T-Mobile. So it's a almost like a pay-per-view. And then we're going to look back on last night's UFC 287 card. But first, Eugene, how's your day going? What's going on? Uh, I just got out of jujitsu and, uh, I am now eight days into training again after the surgery on my left, uh, uh, Achilles tendon uh, where they shaved the bone down and, and took out all the dead tissue and, you know, essentially scope, scope me back to health. So I'm trying to take it light, but you know, you know, me, I'm definitely afraid of people going easy on me, so I'm taunting everybody, oh, and then they forget that I have an ankle problem and try to kill me. So, it, uh, in other words, things are back to normal. What a vicious cycle. I'm, well, I'm you know, you there. get to be an older guy, you get a little gray hair, you just get nervous about people going too easy on you. So, you <laughs> you know, tell guys they suck, ask them, you know, how old their moms are, you know, whatever, whatever you can do to crawl into the head. And uh, <laughs> when that bell rings, they're really ready to murder you. So. All right. Well, let's get to cracking on this card because we yeah. had some really good moments. And holy crap, the it was the night of the underdog. Real because let's not forget going into that fight last night, Israel was the underdog. Um, um, by the time they flashed, I don't know what the betting line was, but by the time they flashed their name across the screen, he was back to being the favorite. Ah, well, going in like at the top of the card, I believe the the odds were very slightly in uh, Alex Pereira's favor. So if it changed by the time they actually got to the fight itself, I didn't see that part. But what I did see was Alex Pereira doing very well and then getting clocked with that same punch that Izzy got him in the last fight at the end of the first round, and this time it worked. Um, It's got to be satisfying for Izzy to finally slay his demon, too, because it took four fights for him to get it done, but he never quit. And 
it was a good call for you and a good call for John to pick him. Um, I'm, I, I'm sorry, who did you pick? I, I picked Pereira. Oh. And if oh. they and if they fight again, um, this is any man's fight. I love seeing a good rivalry while they're in their prime. How often except, do we get except, that? Except, except at this point now, if I'm Izzy, what I do is, uh, you, you know what? You got to do what you should have done before. No cutting the line. Why don't you fight Victoria? Why don't you fight somebody else? And then you can work your way back to me. I'm not giving you an immediate rematch. Why would I do that? And the reality of it is, Izzy wanted to beat him the way he beat him under the terms that he did just to kind of relitigate what they had done before. But nobody else is going to do that. You know, if he fights Hamzat, who he calls a dog's anus, uh, uh, you know, that guy's going to take him down immediately. Nobody's going to give him a bye and let him be the glory, you know, uh, st- uh, uh, Muay Thai champ. So, so you know, it's a reasonable call on Izzy's part. And I'm hoping that, you know, Glover has got him working on ground stuff so that, that that's not a complete wash. I like the guy. I really like I really like him. But um, at the same time, I don't say Izzy's got any responsibility at all to, to, to help this guy's career advance. All right. What did you think of the fight itself? Because I'll tell you what got me was that Alex's body work. Holy cow. That was nasty, nasty, Mm, vicious mm. body work up against the cage. And for Izzy to have the conditioning to, to weather that storm and then come up with that very short hook and then another one on top of it. And then another one from the left, you know, because he got the, the, the short, right. And then another one behind it. And then as he's going down, he manages to sneak in another left and then the hammer fist. So that four punch combo. Five. It was five. The hammer fist was number five. There was a short, uh, uh, short check. You, I, I said I, that one, and that was the 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 last one was the fourth one. He got two punches with the right, the yep. short one with the left, and then he followed with down with the hammer fist. There were only four punches. I watched it about twenty times last me, night. Me, me, me too. I'll yeah, put money four. on it. I, I will have a we'll have a gentle person's bet on this because I watch. I, I zap it, it and I'm like. He had the check left, then the right that turned his head, and then on the way down there were two more on the way down, and then when he hit the ground, then there was a there was the the hammer fist was the fifth on his on his, and that was it. That 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 that's the you know Mergliata pulled him off. I, I I I will watch it again as well, but I swear to God that there were five. It was four, but. Well, well, uh, let's, we'll let's have a gentle Yeah, I like that idea. We'll have okay. someone uh, come back to us with it. But the, the sequence from the the initial where that, you know, Alex had him up on the cage and then he gets him with the right and then the second right and then the little short left underneath and then he follows him down with the hammer fist. So I'm saying four, Eugene is saying five. Someone come back to us with that. Yeah, because I saw a left, right. Uh, 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 like a, a left, right, um, then like a left, right, and then the hammer fist. So, um, <laughs> some version, some version of that. They were paired. They were paired. It, whatever shot that he gave, it was always paired with the shot with the opposite hand. So, but it was, it was. I but mean, they he, weren't. He, there was only he landed two rights and then a single left. There was no pairing of those shots. Yeah, yeah, there was. There was yeah, there not. Was. Yeah, there, there was, was not. But there were that's two. what we have a bet. That's why we have a bet. We'll see. <laughs> and then when you when you come crawling back because I was right. I will never a, crawl. A, a, I don't know. I don't know why you me. have me confused with John Nash. I don't crawl. You know that. <laughs> okay. Even if I'm right? Even if you're right, I don't crawl. Are you crazy? Uh, what good is a bet then? The bet is for me to say <laughs> Eugene was right and I was wrong. But the okay, part, all right, that's all right. We, that's, we have I to can, let John do that since he's in the bushes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah but hold on, John picked uh, Izzy as well, right? Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was a. There was a claim. My favorite part of it, of course, is when he points to the sun. Mm-hmm. who made fun of him when he got knocked out. Did you catch that? I did, and I didn't think it was cool because when his son did that, that was years ago, look at how small his kid was. I mean, his kid was in the the, the ring and had just watched his dad do something that he probably thought was superhero-esque, and he mimicked it because he's a kid. 
Um, first of all, the father was nowhere near him, didn't point to him and tell him to do that or anything. He was a child. Now, yeah, he's not a child now. Yeah, but yeah, that was seven years ago. It doesn't matter. He was I, he's still I like, a kid. I like now. pettiness. He's in his he's a teenager now. He's yeah, what. perfect. But still, I don't know. Yeah. I just think that's kind of ugly behavior, but I don't I, care. It's I, not I, it's look, definitely you know not a sticking point with me because this is the fight business. Really ugly stuff like that's gonna happen all the time. I don't care. That's I not a it. deal actually, breaker for I went, me. I seesawed back on this story because, uh, and I'm sure you read the same stuff that I did, that that uh, Pereira was fired up mm-hmm. because of, initially, because of some crap that Izzy said to him, some classist thing about, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm going to get favela, something, something, something that gave him that extra added oomph that, like, I'll show you. Uh, um, and, uh, and that's why he was so super dedicated to just mashing this guy up. And, uh, and I didn't, I, I didn't, I don't, I don't, I'm not a big fan of classism. And did, I did when I read that the Izzy had done that, I was kind of disappointed mm. in him. I mean, he was a younger man then and yeah. whatever. And it also didn't serve him because it, it, it put the guy into that. I show you mind frame. When I was fighting, I, my goal was I go in there, smile. I was hugging people. Like, I was so excited to be there. I was, like, hugging the guy who I was fighting. Even before the match, I was out of my mind. I was just, like, happy to be there. And, of course, when the bell rings and you, like, you know, then, okay, it's on. But, uh, you know, uh, uh, Pereira was had, was dedicated. Mm-hmm. He was going to, if Izzy had, if he had beaten him this time and Izzy said, screw it, and got up to light heavy, he was going to follow, he was going to mm-hmm. do this until death. And I think the only reason he lost this time is because he won last time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he just took his foot off the fucking gas just a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, and Izzy did not. You know, and I he don't... made he made claims of rope dope afterward, and I think those are legitimate claims. I don't think Alex took his foot off the gas at all. I think, the, I mean, look at the sequence at the end. He fought a beautiful fight up to that point, and what he was doing was picture perfect. He had Izzy on the fence and was tattooing his ribs i mean he was putting in that work and i I was literally in the middle of making a tweet noticing how awesome that body work was when izzy decided he was done being against the fence and sang him a little lullaby that was Mm. that but there was no alex took his foot off the gas if anything he fought a better fight this time than last time because the whole first round was izzy's last time the whole second round was izzy's last time not this time alex was holding his own in there and looked good i mean i had him see see, you're actually talking about real things Mm -hmm. i'm talking about psychic issues oh well (laughs) i i think i don't even think there though i think that this was genuine genuinely two dudes came in there gave it their all and one came out the winner and it wasn't the same guy as last time i love this rivalry i want number three right now i mean this is the best rivalry they Oh my goodness, it's just insane. And I know they they squashed things on video and they were hugging and talking to each other and uh, discussing the fight and they, they shook hands and hugged and walked away friends or whatever. But I still want another one. I need another one. This is fantastic rivalry. And it's also two dudes in their prime, as I said earlier. I like seeing stuff like that where champions are fighting and they're both not forny say it again i i I like the idea that champ that champs are fighting and they're not 40 you know 40 40 yeah i i I, i'm tired of seeing the old champs i like whoa hey no i don't mean anything but Come on, Eugene, you're eternally young. It's a different <laughs> you. Okay? Not all of these people have found the fountain of youth as you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it was it was it was an enjoyable fight. Um and it was uh we didn't get it we didn't get Mergliotized, so mm-hmm. uh, for whatever that means, he was a non-factor. The judges were a non-factor, which gives you a good clean feeling. Um, and especially when I looked to see who the judges were, 
I'm like, oh, oh no, 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 this is no good. Um, so it was, I, I don't feel a pressing need to see another one uh, right away. Um, more specifically because I want to see, I'm really interested to see what, by way of grappling, he's been able to pick up from uh, Glo- Glover and wh- whoever, and, you know, Chuck and Hackleman, who he's been training with, you know. I mean, because uh, people forget that Liddell was a college wrestler as well. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, can you get to, can you get uh, uh, Pereira to a level of grappling proficiency where he can doesn't have to be worried about takedowns, can stuff them, but and then like like in a Liddell esque way, just then then end up beating people. I mean, I really like to see him against a Vittori or I, I you know I understand that people not being interested, but I'm interested in that, you know. Mm, for sure. Um, let's talk about the co-main event: Gilbert Burns defeating Jorge Masvidal. Now, greasing claims came out and. Burns did not fuck around. He outright said George uh, Jorge was greasing, was cheating. Mm. Uh, it was entirely slippery. If you watch the fight, they both look wet, you know, and I'm sure it's from the gra- grappling exchanges. I am not going to point the finger and say, oh, Masvidal was greasing. But for Burns to come out and outright say it, like point the finger, call him a cheater and say, you greased? Mm. Mm. Man, I don't know. Listen, listen, Masvidal had been a FOCU, which for those who remember is an acronym for friend of knuckle up, uh, took the time out to be interviewed by me. And, you know, I've been a big booster for a, a long time, but, uh, that was a crappy cherry to put on a mm-hmm. wonderful career. All of that, uh, uh, sucking up to Trump. It was it was beyond the pale as far as I was concerned, you know. Not the uh, first the, time he's done it either. I mean, that's, well, maybe I had the volume there. down last time, but this time I had the volume up. It's like, yeah, I understand the whole Cuban thing, and I, I man, and then and then to give then to extend it to DeSantis, and then the, that was the only thing that made me a little bit happy because I know it irked DeSantis. So uh, I mean, irked uh, Trump. But it was like, and then Trump was there in an interesting turn, looking inc- incredibly defeated. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, bro, you, you, what happened to you is like hit, getting Hitler for jaywalking. You, you know, they got 34 counts against you for hush money. That's nothing, bro, given what the actual crimes that you've really committed. So you should be jumping for joy uh, as far as I'm concerned. But I don't, I don't know. And then I don't, you know. Um, I, I like that Kevin Holland actually extended a branch to him by working this beef. It's like, yeah, if we both lose our fights, we got to have some place to go. Let's work this. And then some have said, have gone on record as saying that they think that was a whole, a, a whole oopsie work so, so that he would have a place to go if he lost the fight and wanted to stay in or they could persuade him to stay in. But in any case, it was uh, it left a bad taste in my mouth. I, lo- I love what Burns did. I love mm-hmm. I love what he did and how he did it. And I've been, a, you know, a long time uh, a, a Burns booster. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, uh, uh, you know, it's always. And of course, and he said, this is the first time I fought at home. And then he was detailing all the things that I know make it hard to fight at home. He was like, got my friends, my family, people I went to school with. All this stuff counts against somebody actually succeeding at home. But I didn't think that there was any real way that he was going to beat Burns. I just, my mind could not accept it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And after the night that we had with all the upsets, I even made a tweet. If Masvidal wins this, I'm going to be so mad. (laughs) Yeah, right, 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 right. Well, hold hold on. We didn't pick him, right? No, we did not. We all picked Burns. Now, he did leave leave his gloves, I believe. He made the little retirement speech. You know, I started in Miami. I'm ending in Miami, blah, blah, blah. Um, how, How would you rank his career? Because I thought he had a, an amazing career arc. You know, when he got into the UFC, he had a bumpy road and then he had a mm. string of good wins. He's always been a, you know, a pretty solid performer. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd say I, I agree. I agree. He had, I mean, around the time I interviewed him, he um, he had just lost some I think it lost one and won one, and there was some talk about him possibly being cut from the from the UFC, mm-hmm. and and then he started. Then he went on the jag of winning, and I, I've I've just been a big booster. I love the story, the whole backyard fighting, 
you know, the Kimbo Slice connection. I mean, unlike Kimbo Slice, I think he was much more talented. Um, you know, his his takedown defense rate. I don't know. I was a bit. I was a long time big booster. Up, uh, you know, the BMF thing, and then even with the crazy Republican thing, I was like, okay, you know, he's Cuban and it's different. You know, but it, I don't know. Yeah, it's I'm I'm done. I'm done. I I can't. I can't. I, you know, this is the death of democracy, right? We're just, mm-hmm. I think, I think America is in dire straits. So I just can't, I can't be, I'm not comfortable with it. All right. We're going to get to a crapping in the cake, but let me tell you, Woo! this was a cake that, um, it was, uh, a fully dressed cake that was well earned because Adrian Yanez has just putting in one amazing performance after another. So, when Rob Font went in there on a losing streak and Adrian Yanez is coming on in on a serious win streak, it was easy to make the choice and say, hey, I'm taking Adrian Yanez. He's like eight years younger. He's, you know, on this incredible win streak. He's fast. He's powerful. He's good. And he was all of those things. But you know what? Rob Font's experienced ass was better. Hmm. And that was a beautiful crapping in the cake because Rob Font is an awesome guy too. And yep. I like the fact that Team Old Guy was won this fight. I, I, I picked Giannis. I like him a lot. But it was very cool to see Rob Font get that kind of a win, that kind of a statement over a really good guy. They didn't yeah. have to give him a soft touch. They gave him the hardest touch, actually. I think this was the one where they were going to say, uh, either you get your pink slip now or uh, your next fight is going to be a significant either step down or a bigger step up so that we can get you out of here. And he was like, I'm not having it. Yeah, I'm, I'm more thinking about because I, 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 I was about to pick Rob Font and uh and then somebody talked me out of it. I, who was that? Who, uh, um, talk- it wasn't me. You picked Yanez <laughs> the same as John. There was no discussion on this one. We just kind of all picked Yanez. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm blaming you and John. <laughs> no, it was a good because, pick. And, and I tell you why. I tell you why. Because I, 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 look, I, I, I've always thought that Font's boxing was crispy, and I, I really enjoyed it. And and. Uh, but you know, attitudinally, uh, you know, I, I didn't have enough faith in him being able to dig himself out of the hole. But this is a guy who fought like his job was on the line because his job was probably on the line and brought that stuff to bear. Went on the one instead of going on the two, and that was uh, bold. It wasn't my favorite crapping uh, of the cake, but it it it, it was a, it was a good one and legitimate. And I feel bad for having doubted him. Um. Well. I don't because mm-hmm. he's turned in really, really dismal performances lately. And it's not that he's turning in dismal performances is that he's being outperformed by younger guys. Yeah. And if we looked at this fight, Adrian Yanez was doing work in there. He just got, he just got the taste of power because mm-hmm. if it had kept going in the fashion that it was going, I feel like Rob Font may have faded in the, in the end of the second beginning of the third. I just feel like Adrian Yanez would have ended up the winner of that. If it had gone further, because look at Rob's eye. I mean, Adrian was getting him, mm-hmm. and then he just got, got, So I I think that was a spectacular performance because Rob Font did that over a a surging prospect who's already in contender territory because he's Mm. in the rankings. Yeah, so I yeah, liked yeah. it. No, it was good. What, now, what is the other crap? Kate crap oh, there's a lot there. of them. Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get there. Okay, Kevin Holland. We all picked Kevin Holland, and he got the win. It was good. Pons put up a really good fight, though. That was ba- mm-hmm. some back and forth action. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Very good fight. Yeah, it was a good fight. Here is. I, I'm, I'm, I like I like Holland. So yeah. yeah. Now here is where we get to the 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 second cropping of the cake, and there is another one. Actually, there is. Yeah, there's another one down at the bottom here, but this one, um, Raul Rosas Jr. took his first loss. Yes, that was the to one Christian Rodriguez. Yeah. and let me tell you, Christian Rodriguez. 
people questioned whether he was going to be able to survive the grappling onslaught, and they never, ever bothered to take a look at his striking, which is very, very good. And yeah. so basically, he let Raul Roses Jr. gas himself going for takedown after takedown that he defended well, and then he beat him up. Yep. Well, the first round that was um, yeah, that, that was, was like he survived. It. Yeah. yeah, scary. He mm -hmm. was right on the edge, but it was real nice to. And what I liked is what you know. I I hate to ever ever agree with the commentary desk, but what I like the most is that his composure. It was a ice ice baby. Yeah. No, it was really. It was. And I mean, to me, it sounds like it's his head was correctly and properly placed. It's like it's just a fight, man. Yeah. It's just you know. It's just it's a version of what we do when we're training when Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I don't just so there are people here. So what? You know, he just seemed to be he was, you know, all in the day's work. I, I just I really liked the I like I liked it. That was one of the things that first struck me about jujitsu when I started training, that all the guys seemed it seemed they had seemed to be gifted with this preternatural cool. And then I started to see it as an affectation. And then enough years in, I started to realize that what it is 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 a fight strategy, right? Like you, if you like, when I fight Sorrell, um, I don't hear him breathe, like so I can't tell that he's about to pull something because he's ramping up his breathing. I can't tell if and I'm doing anything to hurt him. He's completely blank, right? So I, I've learned that there's a strategy, and I love that he pulled this on this kid. And I quite, kind of felt sorry for the kid, but realistically speaking. You know, I never I never trust a guy who's got a record, you know, these undefeated records like 25 and one. You know, I got to see some I, I start to think like, you know, the guy Hagen who fought Julio Cesar Chavez those must have been tough cab drivers. I want to see if you got a 25 and one record. I need you, to have you no, call no, Greg Hagen a, a tough cab driver. Greg Hagen was good. No, that's what he said about Julio Cesar Chavez. Oh, I see. I, got, I, he, I was he, he, he yeah. said he said a uh, hundred fights. I don't know who he's been fighting. He's been fight must have been fighting the Tijuana cab drivers. Oh my and god! That, and that, yeah, Cesar Chavez. Was yeah. like, oh, okay, kept him on his feet for the entire yeah. duration just to beat the crap out of him. And they asked him about the quote afterward. He goes, "I guess those were pretty tough cab drivers." So, <laughs> oh, you know, that's what I was referencing. So, well, my thing with with Rosas is that. They progressed him maybe a little bit too fast, giving him this tough a fight right out the gate. You know, off Sage? Very much so, yeah. Yeah, And yeah, And the go. other thing, too, is that um, it's a good comeuppance for Rosas because he was out there just wilding out, talking about how he would beat Aljamain Sterling. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, the, we must crawl before we run. Well, he could join. He could. He gets a seat on the bench next to Darren Till, mm. and uh, uh, a bunch of other guys who got a little bit of what was that expression? He's a little over his skis, you know. <laughs> too, <laughs> so, my grandfather would have said, "Too big for his britches." That, yeah, yeah, that 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 works too. It's like, hey, man, you need to look around. Yeah, here, here, I got something for you. It's called coffee. Smell it, you know. <laughs> All right, so we get to the fight of the night, and I had no problem with this being the fight of the night. Kelvin Gastelum showed up. Finally, for the first time in like five years, he showed up. Because yeah, that doesn't make me happy because I couldn't have predicted that he would show up. Which puts him all, in right? dangerous gick territory. Mm -hmm. And he looked good. Chris Curtis looked good. For the first time also, Kelvin Gastelum got to fight a middleweight that was very similar in size yes. and body style, with the exception yeah. of, you know, Chris Curtis is chiseled like a superhero and Kelvin Gastelum is a little soft in the middle. But you know what? He fought like young Kelvin Gastelum. Mm. And for him having only one win in six fights before this yeah. win and the one win being that shit ass performance that he put in and eked out the win over Darren Till. If yeah. Darren Till was your only one, <laughs> Chris Curtis is a good two. What I see with Chris Curtis and indeed uh, I see it in Sean Strickland, who he trains with that. I think that they they need to go to a new training camp. Mm -hmm. Um, because they fight like guys who train a lot. And I, I, I don't know if you can, there's, oh, there's a, you some, 
you get I don't if you get what I'm saying. I so, do. Yeah, and it's just like, man, you're not gonna, you guys are not gonna win like doing that. I can, it, you smell like, you know, like guys who, you know, it's like me seven days a week, and I, I don't know, I don't know. You they, need to. It's, it's do like something they're else. always training for the marathon, but never for the the little small race at the beginning. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah, and this yeah, isn't yeah. a marathon. This is yeah. you got to you got to get in there and do stuff. But I yep. feel like they yeah, that Curtis did, but. Kelvin Gastelum was able to outwork him. So maybe he settled down into a comfortable rhythm that guys that just train all the time get into. Maybe yeah. he uh, he and Strickland are the big fishes in a little pond. Yeah, their, I don't know. They camp. need to they need to do something. To, they need to do something with a certain or alternatively, who was there? A couple of guys. I think Max Holloway was one who said, I don't spar. <laughs> oh my goodness they're both that extreme couture there is no big fish in little ponds yeah. here they are at extreme couture they have a plethora of very high-end talent bodies to work with uh, no yeah. excuse sorry um i think kelvin gastelum just did better yeah. chris curtis yeah, yeah. needs to uh utilize what's in extreme couture um, if he wants to get past the kelvin gastelums of the world now yeah. we get to Michelle Watterson Gomez and Luana Pinheiro. And I do not agree with our good friend, Knuckles Freeman. I understand that there's celebration because Michelle Watterson has some questionable political views, but I don't care about that. What I care about is what happened in the cage and Michelle Watterson won that fight. I know they gave the split decision to Luana, but Luana didn't win that fight. Michelle Watterson did. Yeah, yeah, I mean, know. I don't, I don't, I don't care uh, in the grand scheme of things because you know it it doesn't even interest me much anymore when I see Michelle's name on a fight card because yep. she's pretty sporadic with with her career now. I mean, when's the last time we saw her fight? It was like a year ago, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, you know, I keep thinking that Slick Rick line with from his song and the record of the same name, Behind Bars where he's getting out of prison and the, the, all the prisoners are like, you'll be back. And he goes like, oh, well, back to dating sluts and stars. Au revoir. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like with Michelle Waters, I just don't care about you. I don't care what happens to you. Au revoir. You know, but uh, yeah. uh, so you lost. Oh, well, you know, uh, wish me luck, Shamus. You know, what is that great life in a Humphrey Bogart movie? I got a raw deal. Yeah, your kind always does, sweetheart. So, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's just look, you know, look. God love you. Have you, your politics, but if you're putting them out there so that I can have an opinion, mm -hmm. I'm going to have an opinion. You That's know, right. people do. You know, I'm not putting my every time I have an opportunity. I'm not putting my politics out there. Just, you know, maybe you can glean it, but whatever. Well, um, you're not in a cage on a mic either, so it, you exactly. can do that. Right. You know, right. Right. but right. here's the thing that I want to point out about Michelle. And she is in Kelvin Gastelum territory before last night. Going into his fight last night, he had one win out of six fights. Now, last night made Michelle Watterson enter that territory because she now has one win in her past six fights. Mm, mm -hmm. So it's it's time to reevaluate Michelle's contract, I think. Yep, 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 yep. yep All yep. right. Joseph Pfeiffer. Defeating Gerald oh. Shark. I called that. I knew it because Joseph Pfeiffer is a huge hitter. He's got big power. And Gerald Mearshart, that's what he falls to. It always happens very quickly in the first round, just like this. Gerald has a glass chin. There are no two ways about it. He just cannot take a punch. Did I care about this, or I don't think no, I even we, cared about it? No, we all passed on it. I, I yep. love his story. I do. I love the fact that when you give him the right fight, he can definitely get in there and get the job done. But it's always against guys that are fairly green. And Joseph, well, Pfeiffer, I, I love I love Pfeiffer's story. He, mm -hmm. he, I didn't expect him to become a care, yeah. and I'm, I, but I, he's a care now. You he's, know, I, I, I like him too. So, I actually picked that was one of my ones that, um, yeah, didn't I pick that or did I not? Oh, I didn't. 
I take that back. I picked him on bloody elbow was what it was. But in any event, it was a good fight. Now, no, I mean he gets up there and says, "My parents didn't give a shit about me," and I and yeah. I was like, "I'm I'm in, I'm in." You know, I got you. Fuck them, bro. I'm with you 100. percent Ride or die. Yeah. So. Um, we get to another split decision. Lupita Godinez, Lupi, yep. getting the split over Cynthia. I agree with this decision. I thought Lupi won. Yep. However, she got to stop changing her game. It's literally like watching a different fighter enter the octagon every time. She doesn't have a static plan. You you know, you you can basically watch someone and and derive their style. But you can't do that with Loopy because it seems like she alters her entire game plan and her entire style of fighting to fit. I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. And yeah, it's not yeah. always successful either. So I just don't like the chameleon thing. Uh, you don't yeah. really train something all the time. You don't, I don't know. It just seems weird. And it didn't, it wasn't a great fight either. And Cynthia Calvillo could have easily lifted that off of her. Had, had the judging been wonky or whatever, because it, you know, it was that close, but loopy always seems to be a different fighter every time she comes in. And I don't know if I like that. Yeah, no, that's that's putting us in, in the gig territory, I, and I, I get a hundred percent what you're saying, and that uh, that it, it, that unease mm. is what I'm I'm I fucking clocked that a hundred percent. That yeah made me made me nervous, and I, I'm still now. I, if it was a stock market thing. I'm going to have to, I would, I would hold on her for the next fight, depending yeah, on who she's fighting. So. Exactly. Exactly. And I guarantee you when we go into her next fight, she's going to have an entirely different style again. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm okay with people experimenting. It's like a tasting table. That's fine. But you know, it doesn't mean I'm going to bet on you. And I'm okay also with, you know, altering certain parts of your style to, um, maybe target areas that you see as weaknesses when you watch tape, but to change literally everything about your fighting style before you go in. I mean, it just, she was, she, she clearly was worried about Cynthia Calvillo's wrestling, which she hardly ever uses anymore. But mm-hmm. the thing is, is Loopy went in there looking like a wrestler when that's not her style at all. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. In any event, we did get a, a big uh, win from Ignacio Bahamandes over Trey Ogden. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a fight that happened. He clearly dominated, but it wasn't a fight that really interested me. No, so, I was dying. Yeah, I, so that when we could take a pass. Now, here is the mm-hmm. final crapping of the cake, and it was massive. Mm-hmm. And that was... Steve Garcia, the veteran, the wily cagey veteran, right. getting that uppercut to the body KO over Shalian Nordenbeka. That's Ooh, right. That's man. right. That was that was great. That was fantastic. Yes. I yeah, mean, yeah. Shailen was a huge favorite going into that fight. Nobody gave Steve Garcia a chance. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He was, but not, again, it was a composure thing with him as well, too, right? Yeah, he was. He was like, he, and he credits his team afterwards, like, you guys don't know where I trade that first round, whatever. <laughs> you know, I, uh, yeah, that was that was. I, I I'm, uh, he's now a care actually. Mm. Yeah. All right, we get to the opening bout, and surprise, surprise, this these little girls put on a good fight. Sam Hughes getting the win, the unanimous decision over Jacqueline Jacqueline Amarim. That was a great fight. However, it was a good fight. Yeah. Sam Hughes needs to learn how to keep her mouth closed. Yeah, I didn't even get that. She went out there in the post-fight interview and shot herself in the foot by saying, "My boyfriend just bet a thousand dollars on me." After they're in this huge gambling probe and they changed their code of conduct, which they never even mention anymore, specifically to state that not you, not a family member, not a friend, not a partner, not anyone that you know by name can put bets. And guess what she did? She went out there. So, of course, 
I am expecting some some blowback from this because literally every major outlet out there picked that up and ran mm-hmm. a story about it, Bloody Elbow included, because that's a big deal right now. And the UFC is in some hot water with this gambling probe. Just because we're not hearing anything doesn't mean that that investigation is dead. It is full, full force going. Well, but it's also overly broad. I think I would contest it. It's like, you know, come on. Yeah, I mean, the list of people names you gave is we're getting to the point where it's not realistic. You know, people you know, just people you know, can't they can't bet on. Oh, that was that the the part at the end. That was my exaggeration. But the part where it stops is basically not your husband, not your partner, like your boyfriend, not immediate members of your family, not your team. Um, And not close friends. Like if you're out there on your Instagram with your bestie posting and they put a bet on you, you know, that that counts because they're in your immediate circles. I just added a little bit to the end. But no, I mean, I got you. you, She definitely crossed the line there and she should be very, very careful and, you know, expect something to come from that. Yeah, yeah. All right. So that's going to wrap up our review of UFC 287. So, Eugene, give us what we need. Crybabies, bedwetters, greedy bread gobblers, malingerers, fault finders, work shy individuals. It's less to do with your skills and talents as a fighter, much more to do with the marking up the weight put behind you by the overlords that now no longer uh, 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 failed for. Now no longer failed IP folks at Endeavor and or the Baldwin and the Oofsi. If you don't like being on the don't care side, the equation the solution is simple. Fight an exciting fight. Until then, don't come crying to us bedwetters. All right. As always, we are working from the topology quick sheet. Going from the bottom up, bout order is subject to change. And boy, we have had a slate of mid-bout, mid-card cancellations. Not mid-bout, but mid-card. We got another one last night. Chase Sherman's fight was canceled about three fights into the card. Well, that's, be, yeah, that's, that's because they, they saw our show last week and they, <laughs> we, we, none, none of us cared. So they said, why, why, why? If those guys don't care, why do we even show up? Exactly. So uh, this card has 14 bouts on it. And like I said earlier, it is not happening at the Apex. It is happening at the T-Mobile Center. It's going to be a late card. They're treating it like it's pay-per-view. And I would imagine it's because Max Holloway is sitting at the top. But working from the bottom up, we do start with a ladies fight at Bantamweight, Jocelyn Edwards versus Luchi Pudalova. I don't care. Don't care. John Nash does not care either. All right. Next up, we have a men's Bantamweight fight. Gaston Bolaños taking on Aaron Phillips. Do not care. I care. I bet it's for Bolaños, right? Yep, yep. Okay. Uh, friend of uh, friend of Ozzy did a piece on him, uh, where some guy uh, Matt Webster from Los Angeles decided that his life's goal, you know, bucket list wish was to fight with Gaston. So, and I remember he we were training together at uh, Fairtex at the same time when he was like nine. So I've watched Gaston uh, 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 grow up at uh, you know phenomenal uh, camp team coach uh so i'm I'm always and he's a mean guy in actual Mm. fact when i was there doing the video package on him i saw i saw some paperwork and i and at this point it gets kind of fuzzy it's four or six years ago i don't think he would mind me talking it was for like some court mandated anger management stuff (laughs) so so i'm excited i'm picking gaston so uh well if I'm not mistaken, I have to look this up, but wasn't Gaston Bolaños the one that dated uh, Demi Lovato? Oh, whoa. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Let me let me look this up. Um, yes, I was right. 
So, ah. yeah, for about a period of about eight months, Gaston Bolaños and Demi Lovato were loved up. I remember because he was in Bellator at the time and she was showing up to all the Bellators. Ah, so, yeah. I know that. That's, yeah. Said, had some kids, so good, yes. good for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's a good poll right there, too. Well, what was, fun, what was funny is that uh, so the guy who, you know, I was just there as editorial director. So the guy that he's sparring with actually uh, pushed it a little bit, which I always like. Like, he didn't want to just get in there. He was not the greatest, but he didn't want to get in there and just get patty caked, you know. And he pushed a little bit, and Bolanos was mean, you know. This is what he does. That's his his brand. And yeah, <laughs> it was just, it was nice to see. It was nice to see, you know. And a game of Escaladio that he was willing to, to ratchet it up. So, uh, yeah, he, he'll be fun to watch. It'll be a fun fight. I'm picking Bolanos. All righty. Next up, we have a strawweight bout between Bruna Brasil and Denise Gomez. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. All right. Now, here's a guy that Eugene likes a whole heck of a lot, but I don't know if he's going to care because of his opponent. But at lightweight, we have Lando Venata taking on a guy named Daniel Zaluber. Yeah, I'm sort of getting soft mm. on Venata. He hasn't fought it. I like his general approach to the game and his style, but he hasn't fought enough and, and consistently enough for me to to start to feel like I don't want to use the words gicked. And then the guy is fighting. It's clear this is another one of those cases where they put him again, uh, put Lando in there against like one of these up and coming prospects that's a killer. Yeah, that's that's what the the uh, the impression I'm getting from Daniel Zaluber. Let's let's take a look at his record. He is 12 and one and his only losses to Trey Ogden, who fought last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, now, you know I, I'm, I think Lando could probably do it, but I don't care about the fight. I, I don't care about the fight. Yeah. All right. Next up. This is where I start caring. Piera Rodriguez, 9-0, taking on Jillian Robertson. Oh. I love Jillian Robertson. She's a great grappler. But Piera Rodriguez is a badass. I am taking Piera. Oof, this is going to be such a banger. I love this fight a whole lot. Who is she beating? She beat... Okay, Sam Hughes that won last night in that great yeah. fight that talked about yeah. about her boyfriend yeah. gambling on her beat yeah. her last. She retired Kay Hansen from the UFC. She's mm. she's undefeated not only in her pro career but in her amateur career as well. She has never lost ever. Mm -hmm. uh, Jillian Robertson could crap in her cake absolutely, but I'm taking Piero. She doesn't have octagon jitters. She's already fought twice in the octagon and won. Mm -hmm. So, and you don't even have to pick this if you don't want, but I remember Piera and I like her and I said I was going to care about her the last time she fought. I care. I'm picking her. John, yeah, I don't I don't know her. Yeah. So and John's I'm, not picking this fight either because it's just on the cusp of relevancy. It's right outside of it. Yeah. But I like the fight. I like Piera. I'm picking her. Yeah. Okay. All right. I Team old guy is happening in this next fight. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um, when I say these two names, both of them are going to make you go Dark Star. Both of them. Okay. Ed Herman versus Zach Cummings. Wow. Yes. Wow. Wow. And wow. Get this. Wow. It's at 205. It's not at middle. It's at 205. This is the battle of the Dark Stars. Mm -hmm. and yep. I'm, I'm not um, even going there. Yeah, me neither. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, just, you, I don't know what you're doing there. I don't, you know. But at least you're high up on the card, relatively speaking. But I, I yeah, no. <laughs> all right. I'm not. I, I don't want to see Don Fry fight either. You know, when they're running all these recent videos of Don Fry calling all the modern fighters pussies, it's like, all right. Well, there's one way to figure that out. But you know, Don, I don't need to see Don Fry in there. So. <laughs> all right. Next up, we get a good fight here at flyweight. Brandon Royval taking on Mateusz Nikolaou. That's a 
banger of a fight. I am taking Nikolaou. John has decided to pass on this fight. I think he missed it when he was looking through because it's actually very relevant, too. Yeah, I, I would pick Royval. Okay. Yeah. See, I knew you were going to be, because you've always been a big Royval booster, as have yep. I. But I can't pick him here because Nikolaou's better. But I love the Royval loyalty because I like I like Royval too. He could get it done. Absolutely. All right. Next up we have TJ Brown taking on Bill Algeo. I don't care about this fight. Oh, I I almost do. It's outside the relevant uh, category for me. Yeah. And because of that, I just I'll watch it, but I wouldn't recommend it. Hmm. And uh, John's pa- passing on that as well, but it's a, it's likely going to be okay. Bill Algeo is sixteen and seven. T.J. Brown hmm. is seventeen and nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what he's going. On. Okay, all right, all right. Next up, Timo guy Clay Guida taking nope. on Hoffa Garcia. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. Uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next up, this fight. Um, this has some some relevancy. Stuff here. Pedro Munoz taking on Chris Gutierrez. Chris Gutierrez is surging. This guy is phenomenal. Pedro Munoz hasn't looked himself in a long time. Yep. Uh, thinking man, uh, making the thinking man pick, thinking woman pick. I'm taking Chris Gutierrez. Uh, John Nash is taking Gutierrez. I know Eugene is because he has picked Gutierrez in the yep. past. Yep. There we go. So we have Gutierrez across the board. Next up, your boy Iwan Kutalaba is coming back against Tanner Bozer. I don't care. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm, I don't care. I, <laughs> I like. You know what? I like Iwan. I love that he comes in there and swings hell for leather until he either knocks someone out or gets knocked out. Yeah. But when yeah. he fights safe, I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. I just I, I can't I mean there's no purchase and of course they're trying to build Tanner back up. I just nah 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 I feel like this is a fool me once scenario you know so no yeah all right third fight from the top now Dustin Jacoby versus Azamat Merkazanov I don't care or excuse nope. me Merzakhanov excuse me I don't yeah, I think I think that's all you need to know right there no so I don't care I mean Merzakhanov is a really good signing he's 12 and 0 but I need to see this fight and then I'll care about who wins that's how I'll do it okay it is a 205 so that's also kind of adding to my eh, don't care yeah 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 all right co-main event Edson Barbosa and Billy fucking Quarantillo. I love this fight. This is any man's fight, actually. Edson could absolutely pull out a sensational knockout. And Billy can, too. Billy is a, a dog. He gets in there. That You can literally see the dog inside his rib cage. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking Billy Q because I'm a big booster. Yeah, me too. I All right. And yeah. uh, John is also taking Billy Q. Mm -hmm. all right finally we get to our main event max holloway taking on arnold allen this is a great fight arnold allen has been putting on performances after performances he is an outstanding fighter this is going to be a banger i'm taking holloway john nash is taking holloway i know eugene is taking holloway yeah yeah this is not, not even a question yep so, so there we have our picks. Now I have some questions for you, Eugene. Are you ready for? Uh, I'm calling this rounds with Eugene. Okay. All right. So to access the bonus content of this show, you must be a paid subscriber. To do that, go to bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com and subscribe today. The Bloody Elbow Podcast Network is moving. That's right, we're moving from SoundCloud and YouTube to Substack. It will still be available through your current iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher subscriptions, but the main home of the Bloody Elbow Podcast Network will now be on Substack. While most of our audio content will remain free, we'll be asking listeners to please get a paid subscription to support the shows which are now ad-free. 
please give us your email and we'll send you notices and summaries of every new episode. Become a paid subscriber and get bonus segments only available to those who've pledged their support. Sign up at bloodyelbowpodcast.substack.com today.